and I'll tell you guys since we're since we're all friends. Every character I write has a piece of me in them. Hi, I'm Lee Bardugo, and you're listening to the Grisha Cast. Welcome to Grisha Cast, episode 53. In this episode, we are covering chapters 42 through 45 from the book Crooked Kingdom. This is your host, Eric. And I'm Terry. From Nashville, Tennessee, this is your podcast for all things Grishaverse. A world created by the wonderful Lee Bardugo. Moi sabayani Casta. Hello. Woo. We are here. <laughs> Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Oh, yeah, all of them. Mm-hmm. Let's um, definitely say happy holidays to some listener cities. Yes, let's. We first <laughs> have Potter in Croatia. Wow. And next, we're going to Andrews, Texas. Yes. <laughs> Appropriate. It is. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. So for those of you asking how you can help, we would greatly appreciate tips. Your tips will help us to continue to bring you the Grisha Cast. You can Venmo a tip to at B-O-D-H-I-M-M. Or cash app dollar sign what? B-O-D-H-I-M-M. Wow. I didn't forget to say the dollar sign this you time. You didn't, but <laughs> whenever I hear you say dollar sign, I'm always like, what, what? I know, dollar sign, y'all. Dollar sign. I know. So, uh, we are here. Sorry, we're a little bit late. <laughs> it's um, all right. It's, it's just, okay. Yeah, it's just 24 hours late. Everything's fine. Yeah, there was, um, I had a surprise, spontaneous root canal. <laughs> uh, it really was. Like, I didn't, like, I went for the consultation, which was supposed to be them just looking at things and talking about planning the next visit where I was going to have it. And it's just ended up where they're like, if you want to use this insurance money by the end of the year, then we have to do it now. That's like, like the worst surprise ever. <laughs> yeah, I was horrified. And I was like, are you sure I can drive myself home? They're like, yep, you'll be fine. And it didn't hurt. Like it, the whole process did, like I was really numb. But when I got home and the numbing started going oh, yeah. away, it wasn't the tooth that hurt at all. It was just mm-hmm. everything around it. Yep. And um, yeah, that really was not fun. Mouth pain is one of the worst things. It's horrible it because it like affects your eating and mm-hmm. drinking. And it's just, it just hurts more too. Yeah. My, so I had to deal like with Thursday and Friday at work with that. Like, and it was just like, all I could think about was I just have to make it to four o'clock. Just, like, anyways. So it, that's how you spent your Hanukkah first. My first night. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I did not light my menorah the first night of Hanukkah. <laughs> um, yep. I was in pain, sleeping, Aww. but we made up for it by the second night. So that's good. we all lit our menorahs and we did that last night as Aww. a family. It was nice. We all had our own little menorah. Mm. Yeah. What's funny, though, is like I always like um so I can read the Hebrew and that's how I like read the prayers. But like under it, there's the transliteration for like people that can't mm-hmm. speak Hebrew. And like I'm always trying to read the Hebrew part, but like Caden's like arm is in the way because I don't think he notices I'm like actually reading the <laughs> Hebrew. He's like just got the English part open and like I can't really read the transliteration stuff. But anyways, fun little fact but he's celebrating his second hanukkah with oh, us which is cool that's so cool because we um we're open to lots of faiths and religions and holidays in our house mm-hmm. it's a very open household yeah. <laughs> yes sure is so that's the way it should be mm-hmm. so yeah so i had a root canal so that's why we're late how have you been i've been good it was a good week thankfully Yay. i um turned in my 
final project. Wow. I did my final exam. I got my grades back. I have an A. Yes. I somehow got a 100 on the huge, big final exam when I did wow. not get a 100 on any of the other exams. I nailed the big, wow. hard one. Yeah. Wow. So um, I'm very happy about that. Of course. Uh, yeah. That's like a huge relief. Of course. Because school doesn't yeah. start back until like January 20th. So it's a nice little break. Yeah. And because I have a government job, I'm going to get a break from work here soon. <sighs> Um, so there's going to be some days where I can actually work on other things and it's going to be, it's going to be nice. Oh my God. Can you imagine like you're oh, a free day, great. free days, days. Oh my God. I know it's going to be so great. I, I kind of have it the same, like a little bit, like I've got some days off. Um, I'm hoping it works out the same way as yours will. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited for some days off. I am. Um, we you need guys it. are going on a little vacation. We are. We're going to the mountains. And you're going to love it. Never been. It's uh, going to be the perfect time for you. I promise you, you're going to love it so much. You're going to like geek out. So we're going, like we're getting, Chris got a cabin and for my birthday. So like we, my birthday's on the 24th Christmas Eve. So we are driving up on the 23rd and driving back on the 25th. So the only day we're really there is actually my birthday. And, um, we're actually bring, like I'm I'm excited we get to bring Lucy my dog oh. so that always makes me happy and then of course we're bringing Caden <laughs> so the whole family it's coming. a family trip it's it really not is. like a it's not a romantic trip it's a family trip it, no you're gonna love it there are so many lights going on at that time like mm. it is magical even driving just down the road they have these huge displays up oh. and it's so cool we went during Thanksgiving last year and. It felt so much like Christmas time. We were in such a huge Christmas spirit. Oh. It was magical that when Christmas actually did come around here, we were like, it feels like we already had Christmas. Oh, that's awesome. So you're going to love it. You're going to have a magical birthday holiday experience. I'm excited. You're yeah. Love it. Because obviously this year is going to be different from every other year that mm -hmm. I've celebrated. And I have my own like little rituals that like. I was telling Chris that like I still want to do because he doesn't realize that he falls asleep. And then I have my own little rituals like <laughs> on my birthday night. Like when he falls asleep, I watch White Christmas. Oh. I love just sitting there and watching that movie. And then like I'll pick some other kind of like little Christmas thing because my mom will still call me at the exact time I was born every year. <laughs> and I was born at 1159 and 50 seconds. Um, oh. So like. 10 seconds before Christmas Day, and she will actually call me. And so I have to stay up for that. But anyways, it's nice. I like have like, I love that. I don't know. It's I guess it's a little alone time that I like really cherish on yeah. my birthday. I like because I love White Christmas. I think that's such a great movie. Aww. I love older movies like that. Yeah. Like they're so good. You and my partner are like, he was born at the nighttime on Christmas. Yeah, we have the same birthday. <laughs> you so. guys are like Jesus or something. I don't know. We are. Yep. And we but how in the world, like, do I end up <laughs> with my best friend and my partner both being born at like the same time? I mean, obviously years apart, but well, right. that's so weird. What does that say about me as a person yeah. that like I attract those or I go towards like those people? There must be something. It is. It's very interesting. Like his mom talks about um, when he was born, she saw the Christmas star. Oh, <laughs> oh, how sweet. <laughs> so, yeah, it's um, it's very strange. I think typically, I mean, 
I don't want to like get too far into this, but the whole horoscope thing, right? Typically, an Aries or even a double Aries, like I am, wouldn't go for Capricorns right. at all. And um, those are my peeps. Yeah. So I don't know. Don't really know what the what, what's going on with that. I agree. It, it's it's neat stuff. I mean, I used to look at the horoscope stuff like when I was younger. I remember I had this huge book in high school. It was called Relationships. Oh, and yes, it, I have that. Yeah, it's huge. And it's it like, <laughs> it's huge because it will match your specific mm-hmm. birthday up with any other specific mm-hmm. birthday. Like it goes like it's not like it's it's week spans. Like, isn't that right? It's not like day to day, but yes. it's like that week yeah. of your birthday. You can match up with another week yep. and find out supposedly supposedly yeah what? supposedly you and i shouldn't get along yeah supposedly jeff and i shouldn't get along yeah um because like aries are like the young ones where it's like very um everything's fine just move on everything's great everything's fine and capricorns are typical like the world is ending like this right. is important now <laughs> yeah so maybe it's just the balance of the two <laughs> it has to be i think that's what it is where like i think jeff sometimes will like show me the actual reality of it like okay yes it does it, it's not as like rainbow and sunshine as i'm trying to make it um and then i try to like move him along too where it's like all right we don't need to worry about this too much let's just let's go come on those so, are the best relationships though i yeah. think when you're not like i mean if you're too similar i mean you don't have much to really talk about yeah i, I mean that's true so but yeah well um so another cool little thing that I got this week is I finally got this. I don't know if any of you out there have ever seen this, but it's called the Grishaverse Passport. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, it's something. I don't know whether it came from one of those boxes or what, but it the date issue was January 29th of 2019. So I'm guessing this was like kind of around the King of Scars time because it's even got the map in it. But so it's got the spaces where obviously you can get the stamps. It looks like a passport. Like right. it feels like it... it has all the little spaces in it. So what I'm hoping is that what I've heard is true about this. Like, so I tried to get this before and like the person like cancel on me and it's really hard to find. But supposedly if you go to like the book signings, she will have a different stamp that she can do on these. We'll and have to ask her. I know. So I hope that is real because that's just really cool and I will love it. Um, if not, then I will just make sure she signs it in a little yes, spot every exactly. single time. Mm-hmm. So it should be just as cute. It would be. So, oh, and another like little random thing since you're listening to us and <laughs> you might like this too, but Netflix just released this new um, musical that is so fun. Like if you're in the mood for something really fun and like just like, I haven't watched all of it, but it's called The Prom and it's Nicole Kidman and Meryl Streep and like all these like really big like names and this like, it's a musical about these um this lesbian couple in high school trying to go to prom. And so far all I've gotten into is, is like that they canceled prom because they're not going to allow them to go. So it's this cute little, like fun little story. So do they still do that? Like, like is that still a high school thing to do that? Cause I know when I was in high school, that was a huge ordeal. Like no right. same sex couples. Yeah. Do I, they still do that? No, I think it's okay. different now. All right. Um, I, I hope what God, hope? it, it has to be, but maybe in some of the more like rural areas, they would it's, still, I'm, yeah, I'm sure it is. I remember my one of the problems I went to. Like, I mean, we there's a there's a person that came in drag and nobody knew though. Like, I mean, <laughs> he was like, he was spot, he was beautiful. I I think he's actually um 
I don't know. I don't think he'd be considered a drag queen. Like, I don't, I don't think, I think that's what he referred to him then, but I think he's definitely trans and he's, um, well, she is beautiful and like, she was beautiful then. I always was just like amazed and she came to like, she came to our prom with like one of my friends and it was amazing. I don't think any of the teachers knew, which is funny. Yeah. I mean, we got around that by like going with, like buying the tickets with right somebody the opposite sex and you would show up with that person but then you could split off. So, yeah. I mean, there were ways to get around it, but you couldn't obviously like slow dance. No. Or not. anything. I think two girls could slow dance because it's that's good. always like right. passed off as just girls being friendly and weird. But like, yeah. obviously two guys couldn't like get not romantic. Our school. Not at our school. No. I I remember in high school, I tried starting the GSA, um, the Gay Straight Alliance, and they had one at Hume Fog, which was a... Um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, a school we had downtown, which was really a progressive school. And I tried starting one in ours, but it didn't work out after I got everything. They told me how to get all these signatures and get these two like teachers to um, be like supportive of it. I got all that. And then they said, no, we're scared. It's going to bring too much like problems when we announce that yeah. the gay straight alliance is meeting after school. Yeah. I'm like, whatever. whatever. Anyway, things have changed, but, but now they're a lot better. Yes. So. So, anyways, I guess I'm like, do you have anything else? Because I really, like, took over. I'm sorry. I was like, got this to cover, got this to cover. No. Literally, like, now I can start doing what I want to do because I'm, you know, kind of trying to start a new business. So, like, now with the little break, I can... Focus on it. I can focus on it. I'm excited for your business. That's really cool. And when you get time to share it, you'll have to and like yes. sh- show us cool little things. Because I will say that I'm working on the website. Actually, somebody is working on the website for me. I oh, have somebody good. actually doing it because I can't. Right. So someone is actually doing it for me professionally. And when that is up and going, then I will reveal. Yeah, you have to. Well, and you know, that's very smart of you to be able to realize that, okay, I can't do the website. So I'm going to actually hire someone and spend the money so it can be done correctly. Because there's a lot of people that have their own businesses that just think they can do it all and don't. It's not one of my strengths. I'm a creative, technical person. Right. Which doesn't sound like it goes together. I'm anyway, I'll explain it some other time, I guess. But um, but like website stuff, like I don't know technical stuff. I break technical things. And luckily, just one of my friends, everything's kind of worked out. Like I had one friend come up and say, um, hey, I can make that tool for you that is oh, expensive. Wow. And yeah. he just started doing it. And then another friend was like, here's your website. Um, <laughs> so it's See, actually everything's just kind of falling in the place. So that's perfect. Yep. Well, that's exciting. Good yes, yeah, it is so. exciting. So I look forward to talking about that when I can. Yeah, we look forward to hearing about it. So, well, let's get into the Grishaverse because that is what we're here for. Yes. And we are at the very end. I can't believe we're oh. here. We're at the end of Crooked Kingdom. I cried more than when Matthias died, y'all. Yeah, so you cried more at these, the last four chapters. Yes, because it's over. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's get right on into it. So chapter 42 was Jesper. And I like to open up with actually reading how the chapter started. Quote, in the gathering evening gloom, they walked to Vanek's house together, Kaz leaning on his cane, Alice leaning on her maid's arm. The streets were eerily empty. Occasionally, they would see Stodwatch and Jesper's heart would start to race, wondering if their trouble was going to start all over again. But now that Vanek and Pekka had been so thoroughly discredited, the Stodwatch had bigger problems to grapple with, and the outbreaks in the barrel had given the gangs plenty to occupy them. It seemed the citizens... 
city's citizens, both lawful and unlawful, were seeing to themselves and were content to leave Jesper and his friends in peace. But none of that mattered to Jesper. He just needed to know his father was safe. He was tempted to go to the bakery, but he couldn't risk being followed. End quote. So we are at the point, like, I mean, so the servants of the Van Eck mansion are opening up the doors to, and who we're talking about is Wyland, Jesper, Alice, and Kaz. Mm -hmm. So they go back to Van Eck's mansion, and Jesper can tell that Wyland's a little shaky and nervous um, going into the house. And when they actually get to the music room, Wyland stops and says that this was the only room in the entire house that he ever felt comfortable in. And Jesper says, hopefully that will change when all the papers have been officially signed and brought over. Because we've got to remember, Wyland's inheriting all this. Mm-hmm. So Wyland confirms with um, Jesper about what, I guess Jesper was talking to his father about, which was staying with Wyland in Ketterdam, which is lovely to know that because, I mean, that, it's just like, I'm, I don't know, I'm like, yay, that love story is going to continue. That's, that's cute. That is cute. So um, here's another quote. The cook laid out a cold supper and Alice retired to her rooms. The rest of them sat together on the steps that led down to the back garden, watching the strange sight of the sun setting over the near-empty Geld Canal, waiting. Only the Stodwatch boats, the fire brigade, and the occasional medic's boat could be seen gliding along the water, leaving wide, uninterrupted ripples in their wakes. No one ate much. They were all on edge as they waited for night to fall. Had the others made it out safely? Had everything gone as planned? There was still so much to do. Kaz kept perfectly still, but Jesper could sense the ten- the tension in him coiled like a rattler. End quote. So Jesper and Kaz are just getting nervous, waiting on the others to arrive. And finally, the boat makes it, and um, they go. They run down to greet um, their friends at the dock. Um, or the boathouse, and the first thing they see is Inej and Roddy are helping Kuwe off the boat. Um, then Colm pops up, and, like, he runs and gives Jesper a huge hug, and then, unfortunately, they see Matthias's body next to Nina. Mm-hmm. So Kaz asks Inej how, and she says they still don't know. Yeah, they, that's right, because it was done in private, like, yeah, without they anybody around. They have no clue what happened. They all remain quiet, not knowing what to say. It's a very solemn moment. And here's this next quote. For a while, none of them knew what to do, but eventually Kaz looked at his watch and signaled silently to them. There was still work that required their attention. They set about converting the bottle boat. By 10 bells, it needed to look less like a merchant's canal shop and more like a bodyman's sick boat. They... They'd remade crafts many times using the base of a single vessel as a skeleton for a flower barge, a fishing vessel, a floating market stall, whatever was necessary for the job. This was an easier transformation. Nothing had to be built, only stripped away, end quote. So they worked hard on making this transformation get done, and they do it. And the boat now um, looks like a barge, and they've dressed Roddy up like a bodyman, and... Okay, now get ready for this next quote, guys. This is this is sad. This is just a good quote. So here we go. We were all supposed to make it, said Wyland softly. Maybe that was naive. The protest of a rich merchant's son who'd only had a taste of bare life. 
But Jesper realized he'd been thinking the same thing. After all their mad escapes and close calls, he'd started to believe the six of them were somehow charmed that his guns, Kaz's brains, Nina's wit, Inej's talent, Wyland's ingenuity, and Matthias's strength had made them somehow untouchable. They might suffer, they might take their knocks, but Wyland was right. In the end, they were all supposed to stay standing. No mourners, said Jesper, surprised by the ache of tears in his throat. No funerals, they all repeat, replied softly. Go on now, said Colm. Say your goodbyes. They walked down to the boathouse, but before Wyland entered, he bent and plucked a red tulip from its bed. They all followed suit and silently filed inside. One by one, they knelt by Nina and rested a flower upon Matthias's chest, then stood, surrounding his body, as if now that it was too late, they might protect him. Kuwe was the last. There were tears in his golden eyes, and Jesper was glad he'd joined their circle. Matthias was the reason Kuwe and Jesper had survived the ambush on Black Vale. He was one of the reasons Kuwe would have a chance to truly live as a Grisha in Ravka. End quote. I just love that part. It just written beautifully and just very sad. Yeah, it is but sad. It's, it, but it's just... It's done well. So Nina knows, unfortunately, it's time to go. Jesper tells Nina how um, Matthias loved her very much. Inej then says that to to her that Matthias and her didn't pray to the same God, but she knew that um, he. it must have been easier to go to the next world um, knowing that Matthias had done well in this one. So she's she just knows that like that's how he feels. Um, our hopes and Wyland asks Nina if she will go to Ravka and she says only long enough to arrange passage to Firda. She won't rest until he is home and she has friends who can help preserve his body for the journey. So that's just interesting. Yeah. Cause I mean, Firda is really far away. Mm-hmm. So they're going to like, yeah, you'd have to do something to make sure it is preserved. Everyone thinks that um, all the money went into the shoe coffers, but. Kaz then lets everyone know that he managed to make sure that they all still got paid. What, what? We got some money up in here? <laughs> we got some dollar bills. Still? They all get four million Krug each. Each will be in a separate account by the end of the month. Matthias's share will go to Nina. Nina asks Inej what she will do with her Krug, and she says she's going to find a ship and put together a crew. Mm-hmm which is cool, and Nina asks Kaz, and he says he will build something new and watch it burn. (laughs) Appropriate. Yep. Jesper says that he wants his share to be in his father's name. So going to give back to his daddy for everything that he had done, which is sweet. Mm -hmm. Jesper goes and says goodbye to his father. He says he will come visit him once things get more calm and Wylan is settled. Colm tells Jesper how he would like that because he wants him to meet the girl his mother saved and see how powerful she is. So we got to remember like Jesper's mother, like remember she died saving, like trying to help a girl mm-hmm. that was a Grisha. And so Colm wants, I guess he's still in touch with her. So that's cool. That is cool. And that brings us to our scene and the end of this chapter. So um, by the way, this is more of a reading. So we really don't have specific parts. I mean, kind of, but not really just it's, it's more of a reading because we're going to be yeah. reading a couple different parts. Because everybody's in this yeah. chapter. Yeah. And we have to do it because mm-hmm. it's just so important. So you ready, girl? I'm ready. Okay. So curtain up. <laughs> 
Inej placed her hands on Nina's shoulders. We'll see each other again. Of course we will. You've saved my life. I've saved yours. I think you're ahead on that count. No, I don't mean in the big ways. Nina's eyes took them all in. I mean the little rescues. Laughing at my jokes, forgiving me when I was foolish, never trying to make me feel small. It doesn't matter if it's next month or next year or ten years from now. Those will be the things I remember when I see you again. Kaz offered his gloved hand to Nina. Until then, Zenik. Count on it, Brecker. They shook. Roddy climbed down into the sick boat. Ready? Kuwait turned to Jesper. You should visit me and Ravka. We could learn to use our powers together. How about I push you in the canal and we see if you know how to swim? Wyland said with a very passable imitation of Kaz's glare. Jesper shrugged. I've heard he's one of the richest men in Ketterdam. I wouldn't cross him. Kuwait gave an affronted sniff and lowered himself onto the floor of the sick boat. He folded his arms neatly over his chest. No, said Kaz. No, the body men don't bother to arrange them. Kuwait let his hands flop to his sides. Colm was next, and Jesper instantly wanted to forget the image of his father laid out like a corpse. They used the blanket to lift Matthias onto the boat, then slid the fabric from underneath him. Nina took the clutch of the tulips from his chest and scattered them on the water. She lay down beside him. Roddy pushed the long wooden pole against the sandy bottom of the canal. The barge drifted away from the dock. In the dark, he looked like an like any other bodyman ferrying his grim cargo through the canals. Only the sick boats could pass freely through the city and out of the harbor, collecting the dead to take to the reaper's barge for burning. Roddy would bring them up through the manufacturing distant district where the Grisha refugees had fled after the auction. After discarding the blue robes they'd worn to pretend to be the Council of Tides. Kaz had known there was no way to transport that many Grisha without attracting notice. So they'd taken the secret passage from the embassy to the tavern and then paraded down the street in billowing blue robes, faces shrouded in mist, declaring their power instead of attempting to hide it. Jesper supposed there was a lesson there if he wanted to take it. There were only four real Tidemakers among them, but it had been enough. Of course, there had been the chance the real Council of Ties would show up at the auction, but based on their record, Kaz had thought it was worth the risk. The Grisha and Sturmhan would be waiting to board the boat not far from Sweet Reef. Once they were all aboard, Roddy would pull them out past the harbor and then send up a flare where Sturmhan's ship would come to meet them. It was the only way to get a group of refugee Grisha, a farmer who'd helped con the entire merchant council, and the body of a boy who had, until a few hours ago, been the most wanted hostage in the world out of the city. You'll have to be still, Inej murmured. Still as the grave, Nina replied. The barge slid into the canal, and she lifted her hand in farewell, her palm like a white star, bright against the dark. They stood by the water's edge long after it had faded. At some point... Jesper realized Kaz was gone. Not one for goodbyes, is he? He muttered. He doesn't say goodbye, Inej said. She kept her eyes on the light of the canal. Somewhere in the garden, a night bird began to sing. He just lets go. End scene. End chapter. Yeah, I just... So we... I mean, with everything going on in there that's like emotional, whatever, Mm -hmm. we also learn that they faked the Council of Tides. Yeah. That was not the real Council of Tides in the auction. So we thought we saw them, but we didn't. Nope. nope. It was all fake. And it was. that was just, oh, because I, 
well, I'm going to let you finish. I was going to say something, but I don't want to be a spoiler. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll save that for later, maybe. Okay. After you read the next chapter. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Chapter 43. Mm. Kaz. Kaz has taken over Perhaskel's office in the flat, even though he sleeps upstairs. Because when he's in his old office, he only stares at the windowsill. Oh. We know why. Yeah. The city is still kind of cray, which wasn't great for real estate, <laughs> except if you're looking to just buy it for cheap, which, of course, Kaz does. He buys the building next to the Crow Club for expansion, and he also bought out Perhaskel's shares of the Crow Club. Wow, smart. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he said he was going to buy new things and watch yeah. it burn, so that's he's got a plan. He's had a plan the whole time. Of course. <laughs> Strangely, Johannes yeah. Rietveld hasn't been found. Weird. Weird. But the courts <laughs> had enough evidence to find Van Eck guilty of using information he learned on the Merchant Council to buy up all the Jurta farms, tampering with an auction, and kidnapping his own son. Blasphemy. There were also suggestions that he sabotaged his own sugar silos. Oops. I did it again. <laughs> He's uh, not getting out of jail anytime soon. No. Especially now that Wyland is in charge of his legal team. <laughs> I know. I love it. <laughs> we learned that Wyland is restoring the home and giving Jesper a little bit of money to play the markets. And he has brought his mother home. Uh -huh. Of course, everyone out in the city is freaked out about seeing Maria alive. <laughs> yeah. Because they thought she's mm -hmm. been gone for quite a while. Alice also stayed in the house for a little bit. But then she left to go to the lake house with her terrier. Of course she did. Of course. And, you and she's fine. Yeah. She, I'm sure she is just acting like nothing's really happened. Well, she gets Nothing to sing her. Yeah, exactly. with Bajan, So Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm. Pekka um, had fled the city and was holed up with his son in the country with a bunch of guards. His businesses were about to just completely collapse. And the Dime Lions are actually about to mutiny. Wow. Inej leaves letters on Kaz's desk from time to time without anyone seeing. Um, and they've got little random tidbits of information. So he writes his own letter and sets out to the city. He walks past the pleasure houses and thinks about how sad it is that Helene isn't going to be making rent this month. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> Darn. Is the menagerie going to have to close down? So suddenly there's this really thick mist in the air, so dense that he can barely see. And six hooded figures show up and we learn um, that he had gotten the, the, the misty kind of like stuff right. But <laughs> the, because the real ones, he's actually seeing them now. He realized he didn't get the mist right in the face because well, their faces actually look like a starry sky. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. They <laughs> ask about Kuwayobo. And threaten Kaz with not being able to use the port. Kaz, of course, stands his ground, says he knows nothing, and good luck stopping me. But then his lungs start to fill with water and he's drowning. Yeah, they're being forceful. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, Kaz says, chill, because I made this whole plague thing happen where I wanted it to, so I can make sure your towers are shut down, too. Wow. So he's got his own. Of course. Which at this point I think is kind of a bluff because like Nina's not there to like. Right. Yeah. So they call him a monster, which of course he likes. Yeah. And they say their biggest concern is Perem being out in the world 
And uh, Kaz says, well, you know, Lucky died with Kue then. Right. They tell him he's going to regret his actions one day and disappear in the mist. But he's not going to regret his actions because they're still in the same. They both want the same thing. Yeah. So it's just fine. They're just being forceful. And they Uh, were. Yeah. I'm sure they were mad maybe when they found out that like someone was trying to replicate them and they just didn't do it in the best. True. Uh, I don't know. He didn't get the face right. <laughs> Gotta get the face right. So he remarks on how Ketterdam is never boring and then goes about taking care of unfinished business. End of chapter. Wow. Unusual Kaz style. Mm-hmm. So we move on to chapter 44, which is Inej. And so opening it up, um, quote, Inej didn't think she could make it up the stairs to bed. How had she whiled away so many hours at dinner <clears throat> Excuse me, with Jesper and Wyland? The cook had been all apologies as the meal was served that night. She still couldn't get quality fresh produce from the markets. What with people so afraid to come into the city? They'd done their best to reassure her that had stuffed themselves on cheese and leek pie, then eaten honey, soaked cakes while sitting on the music room floor. Wyland's mother had retired early. She seemed to be coming back to herself in fits and starts, but Inej suspected it would be a long road, end quote. So we've got Inej is staying with Wyland and Jesper, um, which sounds like a really fun group of people to it be does. in a house with, by it the does. way. So, um, Especially would... when it's like fancy and you've got a cook and maids yeah. and yeah. And Jesper's loving that. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he's not used to any of this. Yeah. So, and it almost seems like um, the they're actually enjoying it because I guess like Van Eck probably was like a horrible person to mm-hmm. work for. So like Wyland's all sweet and kind and yeah, it just seems like a house full of love. So I don't know. It's exciting. So anyways, she, um, so she's, she lives with them. She thinks that once she finds a ship and a good crew, she might sail to Ravka. She's kind of trying to figure out what she's going to do. And um, when she goes to Ravka, she might try to find her family. She misses Nina and hopes that she has made it safely to Firda. When she crawls into bed, she sees that a little bit of a, a little note was mm. hanging out for her, um, as you mentioned in the last chapter. And this was in Kaz's chicken scratch. And <laughs> it says, Sunrise, Fifth Harbor. Not a man with so many words, but to the point. Mm-hmm. So she's been sneaking into this slat and leaving notes for Kaz as well. So she's she sees it's only fair that he, of course, can sneak into the, that mansion and do, do the same. She's um, And she also realizes she's kind of ready to move on. So it's just kind of that time and space for her. She's She's got the crew. She's going to try to get the ship possibly. And maybe it's time to leave Ketterdam. She, so here's a quote. She wouldn't ignore his note. It was time to put an end to this thing that had never had a chance to begin. She'd tell him what she'd heard about Pekka, offer to share some of her routes and hiding spots with Rotor. It would be over. She turned down the light, and after a long while, she fell asleep with the note clutched in her hand, end quote. So she wakes the next morning and gets ready and heads out to meet with Kaz. She, she has a nice little walk. And she sees him standing on the loading dock and just just standing there. And she doesn't really greet him, like saying hi. She just walks up right next to him. Mm-hmm. And um, Kaz asks Inej how things are. And she fills him in on Jesper and Wylan. And he tells Inej to tell Jesper that he is missed around the slat. Like, those oh. are the actual words. Yeah. So 
Jesper is going to freak out. This is like Kaz buying you mm-hmm. a dozen roses and crying it while watching Titanic with you. Yeah. This, that's what this is mm-hmm. like equal to. So that's huge. Yeah. Um, so Jesper is going to need that too. It's just going to, I wish I was there for that. He'd be so happy. <laughs> <clears throat> so Kaz gives, um, Kaz gives her some binoculars or a glass or whatever, <clears throat> but it's binoculars and tells her to look over at birth 22. Here's the quote. Inej adjusted the lens and scanned along the docks. There in the very berth from which they'd set out for the ice court was a tidy little warship. She was sleek and perfectly proportioned. Cannons out, a flag bearing the three kerch fishes flying stiffly from the main mast. On her side, spelled out in graceful white script, were the words, the wraith. End quote. Oh my gosh. Uh, I know. He's being so sweet. She, of course, is overwhelmed by Kaz and this, like, gesture. I mean, my gosh, it's all this generosity coming from Kaz. (laughs) Um, He tells her that he's asked Speck to help her hire her first crew. Then Kaz says, quote, Wyland gave me a good price. His father's fleet is full of worthy ships, but that one, it suited you. He looked down at his boots. That berth belongs to you, too. It will always be there when, if you want to come back. Inej could not speak. Her heart felt too full, a dry creek bed, ill-prepared for such rain. I don't know what to say, end quote. So Inej then tells him that she actually isn't done with Catterdam. She wants to get justice for all the people who have been tortured and wronged by the slavers, the procurers, the barrel bosses, etc. And she wants his help. Kaz reminds her that he's a barrel boss now and... She reminds him that, unfortunately, his reputation isn't as bad as he would hope it would be. Mm-hmm. Kaz says, quote, I wasn't made to be a hero, Wraith. You should have learned that by now. You want me to be the better man, a good man. I, the city doesn't need a good man. It needs you. Inej, how many times have you told me you're a monster? So be a monster. Be the thing they all fear when they close their eyes at night. We don't go after all the gangs. We don't shut down the houses that treat fairly with their employees. We go after women like Tanta Helene, men like Pekka Rollins, end quote. And that is going to lead us into our next scene. And this is going to be ending the chapter. And... I will be playing Inej, and Terry will be playing Kaz for the last time. And it is the last scene. Yes, it is the last. In the book. So, um, also a very a special thank you for our background music created by Kendra Dantes and produced by Year 26. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Curtain up. She felt his knuckles slide against hers. Then his hand was in her hand. His palm was pressed against her own. A tremor moved through him. Slowly, he let their fingers intertwine. For a long while, they stood there, hands clasped, looking out at the gray expanse of the sea. A Ravkin ship flying the Lansov Double Eagle had docked only a few berths over from the Wraith, probably unloading a cargo of tourists or immigrants seeking work. The world changed. The world went on. Kaz... She asked suddenly, why crows? The crow in the cup? Probably because crows are scavengers. They take the leavings. I don't mean the dregs tattoos. That's as old as the gang. Why did you adopt it? Your cane, the crow club. You could have chosen a new symbol, built a new myth. Kaz's bitter coffee eyes remain trained on the horizon, the rising sun painting him in pale gold light. 
crows remember faces. They remember the people who feed them, who are kind to them, and the people who wrong them too. Really? He nodded slowly. They don't forget. They tell each other who to look after and who to watch out for. Inej, Kaz gestured out to the harbor with the head of his cane. Look. She raised the long glass and peered back down at the harbor, at the passengers disembarking, but the image was blurry. Reluctantly, she released his hand. It felt like a promise, and she didn't want to let go. She adjusted the lens, and her gaze caught on two figures moving down the gangplank. Their steps were graceful, their posture straight as knife blades. They moved like Suli acrobats. She drew in a sharp breath, everything in her focused like the lens of, of the long glass. Her mind refused the image before her. This could not be real. It was an illusion, a false reflection, a lie made in rainbow-hued glass. She would breathe again, and it would shatter. She reached for Kaz's sleeve. She was going to fall. He had his arm around her, holding her up. Her mind split. Half of her was aware of his bare fingers on her sleeve, his dilated pupils, the brace of his body around hers. The other half was still trying to understand what she was seeing. His dark brows knitted together. I wasn't sure. Should I not have... She could barely hear him over the clamor in her heart. How, she said, her voice raw and strange with unshed tears. How did you find them? A favor from Sturman. He sent out scouts as part of our deal. If it was a mistake... No, she said as the tears spilled over at last. It was not a mistake. Of course, if something had gone wrong during the job, they'd be coming to retrieve your corpse. Inez choked out a laugh. Just let me have this. She righted herself, her balance returning. Had she really thought the world didn't change? She was a fool. The world was made of miracles, unexpected earthquakes, storms that came from nowhere and might reshape a continent. The boy beside her, the future before her, anything was possible. Now Inej was shaking, her hands pressed to her mouth, watching them move up the dock toward the quay. She started forward, then turned back to Kaz. Come with me, she said. Come meet them. Kaz nodded as if stealing himself, flexed his fingers once more. Wait, he said. The burn of his voice was rougher than usual. Is my tie straight? Inej laughed, her hood falling back from her hair. That's the laugh, he murmured. But she was already setting off down the quay, her feet barely touching the ground. Mama, she called out. Papa. <sighs> end chapter, end scene. Wow. So Kaz. He's I mean, got some stunts. happened to him. He's just, yeah. He, he's, the whole time he's like, he doesn't have his gloves on. I know. He's like touching her. He's being super nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's 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 giving us what we've kind of wanted. Yes. Like I mean it's just I love well, that it's for two books, like what we've wanted. <laughs> I know. And it's it's also not like everything that we wanted, but it's something, you know. Like, and who predicted that he would say, Yes, I'll meet your parents? Yeah, I know. I was waiting for him to just disappear again. Yeah, but we gotta remember, like, I mean, Inej is very special to him. Yeah, like, but still like Oh, I know. I can't imagine. Kaz. I can't imagine introducing Kaz to your family. <laughs> like, by the way, this is... Meet my monster boyfriend. Yeah, he's, he's my boss. This, we kill lots of people. This butthole of a guy over here. I love him so much. Oh, wow. 
It was such a moving scene. It really was. It was it was great. It was everything we wanted. It was, yeah. Yeah. And now we're getting to the very last chapter. Whew. And that was like, yeah. Because that's the end of like, that's the end of our peeps right there. Yeah, pretty much. Eh, yeah, kind of. Kind yeah. Of. So yeah. the very last chapter, chapter 45, is with Pekka, mm-hmm. oddly enough. Yeah, that's a surprise. I know. I was like, wait. What? <laughs> no. Come <Why>? back. <laughs> so Pekka is in his country home doing his little Pekka things. <laughs> Um, freaking out about everything. I know it sounds bad if you say Pekka it the right things. way. Pekka, Pekka. Worried about people finding him. Mm. Kaz was right about how he could only kill Pekka's son once, but that Pekka would imagine it a billion times because that is exactly what's happening. Like yeah. he is struggling, picturing his son being buried alive and sometimes himself. He's also <laughs> thinking about how he had once been so strong and now he's sitting inside terrified and drinking his whiskey. <laughs> well. One day, it was bright and blue outside, and he magically started feeling a little different. He went outside. He played with his son, and he was realizing, yeah, you know, my businesses are in shambles at the moment, but there are some that are salvageable in time. Everything is going to be all right. The world's breaking apart in front of my very eyes, but it'll all be okay. You know, sometimes when the weather is just awesome, you know, it just boosts your mood. Yeah. So he went to bed with a lighter heart, knowing that tonight... He won't dream of his son's death. He'll dream of much nicer things. And what would that be? What does he dream of that's much nicer things? Money. Yeah, money. (laughs) Um, Gambling houses. Yeah. So weird. So sweet. Yeah, it's such a nice little, like... Well, instead, he wakes up to a weight on his chest. Oh. It's a girl. She's got a knife to his neck. Hello. She asks him if he likes life. (laughs) He doesn't answer, but freaks out, obviously. But the girl says, scream, and I'll use this blade to pin your throat to the pillow. Hello. That's some... That's very... That's a good... That's, that's a, a visual. play right there. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Actually, knife play, yeah. So... Right. We, <laughs> we learn now that the girl is an edge. Pekka assumes that Kaz has sent her to give him some sort of message but she's like Mm-mm, i'm here all on my own she shoves something into his mouth to keep him from like making a ton of noise and digs a knife into his chest yeah <laughs> she says this is the first cut and if she ever sees him in ketterdam again she'll make the second <laughs> there's a threat okay <laughs> she disappears completely silently and he races to the lamp course she's nowhere to be found he looks at his chest and sees that she has made a very precise cut above his heart he now realizes that she intends on cutting out his heart yeah yeah terrifying Mm -hmm. can you imagine living like that like there's somebody that every time they see you they're gonna make another cut until wow that's long and painful yeah um so he of course he's terrified who wouldn't be, realizes he needs to go check on Albie, his little boy, and sees him sleeping quietly. So he breathes a little bit of relief. Then he looks closer and sees that the lion is gone and has been replaced with a crow. Love it. Nope. He's had enough. He is out. He races out and tells everyone, pack everything up. We are leaving. We are going as far away as we can get. He feverishly cleans himself of the blood while thinking about how 
he had been so big and now he is running terrified. Hmm. My, how the tables have turned. Yeah. So it's only appropriate to read the final bit of the book. Yes. The problem was that the creatures who had managed to survive the city he'd made were a new kind of misery entirely. Brecker, his wraith queen, his rotten little court of thugs, a fearless breed, hard-eyed and feral, hungrier for vengeance than for gold. Do you like life, Rollins? Yes, he did, very much indeed, and he intended to go on living for a good long time. Pekka would count his money. He would raise his son. He'd find himself a good woman, or two, or ten. And maybe in the quiet hours, he'd raise a glass to the men like him, to his fellow architects of misfortune who had helped raise Brecker and his crew. He'd drink to the sorry whole lot of them, but mostly to the poor fools who didn't know what trouble was coming. End of book. End of book. End oh, of book. my God. I, I think that that's a good ending. It is. Because you can either use your imagination because you know more is coming, more is happening, mm-hmm. or if she ever wants to go back to it, then she yeah. can. So um, it's so ab- that, that's a good ending. Yeah, because it's absolutely open I'm, for I'm her. I'm satisfied yeah, <laughs> with that it, ending. I, I feel the same way. Like, I love, I think it ends in a very perfect spot mm-hmm. and um because most books are like what yeah why and, would you do that no but right but this is perfect because you know enough about what brecker is doing to know that you know what he plans on doing exactly um but then it also leaves enough where yeah it, there could be a possibility yeah we know what the characters are like going and doing and it seems like it's, yeah it's i'm okay with that like and and that's why like earlier when i was like I realized it was the very last time we were going to, they were all going to be together when mm-hmm. I, when we did the scene yeah. in the first chapter, like the end of that, that was the last time the whole group was yep. going to be together. And, um, I just thought that was so moving. Like, I mean, especially the rose, like, I mean, when they all got the flowers for Matthias and like, that was just such a huge surprise. I mean, that he died the way he did. And then like, just, yeah. And they don't have funerals. Nope. So that was kind of like the, a crow version. Yeah. Yeah. And oh my God. What you just read, I love that he went and checked and the child is holding a crown. Yep. Like, that is just amazing dun, to dun, me. Dun. How cool. Yeah. But I want to find a stuffed animal crow. That would be like, I mean. Oh, I'm sure they make them. They've got to. Yeah. We've got to get one in. We, oh, we can take pictures of us all snuggled up mm-hmm. with it. <gasps> mm. but yep. Yeah. So that was it. That was. Um, it. So now you have finished the second kind of story of the Grisha verse that I like was so excited for you to read and meet these characters. And so what do you think? How, how was it with all the like stuff that I was kind of freaking out, like (laughs) giving you before, like, was it everything you thought it would be? Did, what'd you think? Um, it was better than like I thought it would be. Um, because reading the first three, you know, well, like yep. we talked about before, how it was very like YA and it is enjoyable. Like it's a great story. Um, it's just very different. But this duology mm-hmm. is, um, yeah, it's so well written. It's yeah, it's everything I would want. It's gritty and dark. Yes. And that like I, you and I both love those great things. Great character development. Exactly. And like all the characters, they all are strong characters in their own way. 
they have great like character arcs the story has a good arc like it it's just it's very very well done it's a it's a masterpiece of a story i think it really like, is. i mean it could, it's perfectly put together and very well thought out mm-hmm. and i mean it's just like everything just fits perfectly in there and i loved it so much that i'm actually mad that it's over yeah. um like i would say sad but no i'm actually kind of like irritated that there's no more and i know Right, we know all the stuff that she said. I know that things continue on in a way, but not like that. But we also <laughs> like Lee's also like when you really look at it, she's at the beginning of her writing career. Yes, when you she's look at still really young. So I'm sure like we're gonna have so many different things we're gonna keep reading. Like I mean, about the Grishaverse that are gonna be in, like I mean I don't know. It's just gonna be interesting to go on this adventure. That's yeah. what I love. It's just like we've got it. It's it's so open, and who knows what can happen. So, yeah, we finished it. And um, anyways, it's that time for... GreeshaCast News! Okay, <laughs> so um, we really don't have much, but I just, we always have to say that. Um, one thing that I did watch was actually Lee um, interviewed Holly Black on like the Barnes & Noble like Facebook Live and I think that was like last week, and it was it was an interview for like Holly Black, like I mean about her new book, um, the with the folk of the air. And Lee's just one of her good friends, and I love that. I've never, um, I'd actually never heard Holly Black speak or anything, but um, it was neat to have Lee asking her questions, and like Lee loves the folk of the air, and like I love it, so it was really cool. I saw that, so that was kind of neat. Um, and then we also we had the audiobook come out mm-hmm. so that's exciting and um I haven't listened to all of it sorry um but I have listened to some and it's exciting so but that's really it yeah. that's all we got for Grishcast news we're still just kind of but i mean well no actually this is our last little episode for Grisha cast news like our actual like cast mm-hmm. like i mean we are going on a winter break and we're wishing you all happy holidays happy holidays yeah so um we will be returning in January. Mm-hmm. So tune into the next episode, January 8th, Friday, January 8th. Well, we're, be, we're going to be starting King of Scars. Exciting. I know. I'm really excited because I've actually only read King of Scars once and I loved it. So there's a lot I'm probably not going to remember and it's yeah. just going to be like kind of like reading it all over again. And of course, I'm really excited for you to read it. Yes. <laughs> I'm I am looking forward to it because it's even though it's the same characters, it's a it's a whole new little series within itself. So that's always yeah. exciting to go to a new world ish. You're going to like it. It's it's a really cool merge of the stories that we've yeah. read so far. So it's neat. And um, so we're going to. So January 8th, mm-hmm. if you want to read along with us, we're going to just we're going to be covering the first two chapters. Not too much. Well, it's actually 24 pages, but um. We're going to cover the first two chapters, January 8th, and we're going to have a little break and we're all going to just like have a lovely holiday. You guys all have fun. Yes. And be safe. Happy New Year's. Yeah. Happy New Year's, all of it. And COVID is crazy right now, but if you, it is preferred that you stay safe and stay home. But if you have to go, then make sure that you're doing it safely and the proper I was listening to my my um the radio yesterday morning and they're like we know that not everybody's going to be able to do it because some people are in situations where they have to go see people it might be like the last time they get to see them or something so they're giving out advice of what to do and I was like okay well at least 
try to have like an outdoor party, which in the middle of winter won't <laughs> possibly too, be too easy. But, you know, try to be safe. Think outside the box. I mean, we are so, talking about the U.S. too. I know other countries yeah. are in their own things. Some of them don't even have COVID anymore. So, yeah, we well, are talking about. <laughs> yeah, sorry. The, the U.S., we still if have you're it. like in Australia, then you just keep doing your yeah, you do your thing. You guys are great. Your thing, and we can be totally jealous of you. Yeah, we just um we haven't gotten it right yet. We're um we're hopefully getting there, but yeah, it's still just crazy. I keep on finding out about other people that I know that are getting it. So it's just like I feel like it's surrounding me again. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's going around our community. It is. But But we'll get through it. We will. And yeah, so. And we'll see you next year. I know. That's going to be crazy. God, I always forget <laughs> the begin. I hate the beginning of the year where I always keep on writing last year. Yes. Yeah. 2021. Hopefully it'll be a lot better every year. Let's hope. Yeah. I mean, for Grisha cast, it was great, though. It was. It was a good Grisha we cast had, year. Yes, we had a great year. So that was cool. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so you guys have a lovely holiday. Have fun celebrating and enjoying the winter and whatever celebrations you enjoy doing. Happy solstice and all that and all of it. So um, everything. Yeah. Well, we love you guys and we will see you back February and um, Friday, January 8th. Not February. Friday, January 8th. Bye, guys. Love Bye. you all. Like, we're at the end of the hour, so my voice is a little husky. A plus. No mourners. No funerals. This has been GrishaCast. Connect with us on the web at GrishaCast.com. Send an email to info at GrishaCast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at GrishaCast. A special thank you for our background music created by Kendra Dantes and produced by Year 26. Mm-hmm.